0: Well, Chris, I've got more good news, bud. We've made it back into the top 200 in Ireland. And not only that, dude, it's growing so big over there, we've been featured in that popular magazine, the Northern Ireland Top 179 True Crime Podcast Weekly. And What the- kind of fucking magazine is that? <laughs> Chris, it's the number one magazine over there, but that's not important. They want to do an expose on us. They went so far as to schedule a meet and greet for us, and they're going to pay us.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, we got to do this. Yeah, man,
0: definitely. And I told them that my family's from Ireland, so they asked me if I could wear a traditional Irish kilt for the photo shoot. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'll do that. Oh, shit. That's awesome. The only thing is, we got to be in Canada in a few hours, so we got to get this done quick. Can you just run over there and grab that fucking box for me? The kilt's over there. They mailed it to me, and I'll be packing up the fucking car. If you could just grab that for me, which, where's the box? Chris, come on, man. Dude. Bro, just uh, get the get the huh? fucking box and let's go. Oh,
1: there's a box here that says Sweet 16 on it. Well, this is our 16th episode. This has got to be it. I got it. All right. All right, here it is. Oh, dude, thank you, man. Hurry up. Come on. We got to go. All
0: right, Chris, let's just head straight to the dressing room, man. We're running out of time. We're fucking
1: late. All right, let's go. Dude,
0: what fucking box did you grab?
1: Uh, I saw one that said Sweet 16. I know this is our 16th episode, so must be it, right?
0: Dude, that's my
1: fucking daughter's Sweet 16 dress. Holy shit, mine was the other box. Uh, we're out of time, man. you got to have to throw this thing on. Dude, it's a fucking ballroom gown. I'm not wearing this. Dude, they're going to love it. They're absolutely going to love it. I am
0: not walking out on stage in a fucking dress. Have you lost your motherfucking mind? Think of the exposure.
1: Think of the money we're getting for this. you got to do it. They're waiting. I'll be ruined. Bud, that's a chance we just got to take right now. I'll be ruined. We'll be right there. Dude, i got to get out of here. Dude, don't even worry about it. How many people could possibly be out there anyway? Fuck, I could barely even squeeze into this thing. Oh, but pal, you're doing that thing a fucking
0: favor. Oh, fuck off. Man, you are wearing the shit out of that dress. Fuck off. Oh, God, hopefully this patches off as the kilt. Ah, dude, get the door. Let's do this.
1: All right, here we go. Are you sure there's nobody here? This is such an obscure magazine. I bet there's probably nobody here.
0: Oh, my fucking God. Oh, shit. Chris! Eat shit! (laughs) Fuck off, asshole. Screw you! Episode number sixteen of the Between the Cracks Podcast. I am your host, Bill, and with me, as always, is my co-host Chris.
1: Chris, how are you? Oh man. This is week number sixteen, huh? Sixteen, Chris. Sweet sixteen. Oh, oh, oh. oh, Bill, you still uh, <laughs> rocking that gown? Oh,
0: oh, oh, oh that was <laughs> that was a moment I never want to relive.
1: My man, they were digging it. <laughs> they were vibing hard on that. <laughs> uh, oh, you you wore the shit out of that dress. I mean,
0: I mean, it just tells you how fucking bored I've got to be to come up with <laughs> these stupid fucking goddamn skits. Ah. Uh, uh. But, Chris, I have uh, good news, man. We are back on the charts in Ireland. Uh, I think we are at 179 out of the top 200, so there's that. And uh, Sweden kicked us the fuck out. (laughs) As soon as we got on, they kicked us right back off. And in the U.S., we're not even coming close, Chris. I mean, I don't even know if we're in the top 1,000.
1: Has the uh, level of drug intake gone up in Ireland? Is that why our numbers are increasing?
0: I, I, th- I just think they have good taste,
1: and it must be that, Chris. Because <laughs> we're so super informative, <laughs> and uh, our research is uh,
0: unheard of. Oh, oh, my God. Well, I was lo- listening back to uh, last week's episode, and I fucked up the names of uh, Nicholas's brother. The first half of the show, he was Jason, and uh, suddenly I switched to fucking James. Like That week that I called Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin's the whole fucking show. These things happen. Well, my wife gave me another haircut, and uh, this one didn't come out as good as the first one. And uh, she's batting 500, which would be great in baseball, but not for haircuts.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, how, could, how bad could it be? What do you look like? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Sloth from Nagooni's, how <laughs> he has that little fucking patch on top of his cone head.
1: Oh Well, Bill, he barely has any hair in his
0: head. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's what we're looking at these days, Chris. It does not look flattering. But I, I've got to tell, speaking of being flattered, the reviews are in. I, I, I can't believe all the feedback I'm getting. First off, my wife told me today that she no longer listens to the same repetitive skits that we put out. My cousin Vicky in Texas said that she's impressed with my F-bomb ratio to spoken word. And then uh, my friend Diana had said that I sound very patronizing. And I almost take on the characteristics of, and I quote, an evil Casey Kasem. Or Kasem. What the fuck is his name? Casey Kasem. Hmm. Do you like that? Not at all. It's going to be hard not to curse, Chris, because tonight we are talking about a real, honest-to-goodness piece of human shit. Tonight we're talking about Luca Magnata. You might not know the name Luca Magnata, but you probably have heard of his numerous crimes. His infamous rise to quote-unquote fame started in 2010 when he released the horrifying video on YouTube entitled One Boy, Two Kittens. Don't go looking for this video because there's nothing you're going to want to see. It's fucking terrible. The gist of this video basically is a man torturing kittens. He actually deliberately suffocated two kittens using a vacuum cleaner, if you can fucking imagine. Not only was he sick enough to do that, but he also later on released a video in which he had an I've... I've seen this video and i really wish i never did but he had duct taped a cat to a stick and drowned it in his bathtub videotaped it and released it onto the internet
1: and then not only that but he also fed one kitten to a python where he also videoed that i mean if somebody tortures an innocent creature that cannot defend itself and is, is basically essentially harmless and you do something to that that animal I have below zero respect and a profound hatred for people like that. They are right up
0: there with kitty fiddlers, man. Fucking gross.
1: Oh, this got me going. This one fucking got me going.
0: You might recognize these crimes. They were recently the focus of a Netflix documentary called Don't Fuck With Cats, Hunting an Internet Killer, in which a group of people took it upon themselves to investigate who was behind the posting of these animal cruelty videos. And they set up watch groups and search groups and actually ended up helping identify who Luca Magnata was down the road. But we're going to get back to that. So let's just go backwards a little bit and give you a little bit of a rundown about tonight's asshole. Luca Magnata is actually not Luca Magnata at all. His uh, actual name is Eric Clinton Kirk Newman. And if you want to have one more name in there, just let me know. That'd be fucking great. (laughs) Now, the interesting thing here is that, you know, you talk about the nature and nurture aspect of uh, mental illness. And, you know, that's always debated upon and whatnot. But uh, it was noted that... Luca's father was diagnosed with uh, schizophrenia in 1994. That led to a divorce from Luca's mother, and uh, that led to Luca eventually going to live with his grandmother and being raised by his grandmother. Luca claims that he was the target of a lot of bullying during his time at school, but it's hard to believe anything this fucking guy says. Take anything that comes out of his mouth with a grain of salt.
1: So as you mentioned this, his career in school, when, when when investigators try to look back and get information on him, he's forgettable, as they say, you know, nothing to really speak of as much. And after, like, after you mentioned, you know, he, he leaves his home with his mother, you know, divorced his father. So when he's living with his grandparents, uh, kind of crazy enough as it is, I mean, uh, his grandparents ended up getting divorced when he... he I, I, I don't know if there's any correlation with his presence. I, I mean, um, you think? I, I mean, how fucking long were they married? I don't know. I mean, that's the, that's the crazy thing, man. You don't really hear, you know, like, older people like that getting divorced. I mean, that would be more troublesome than anything. <laughs> fucking married.
0: Married 60 years, and this kid comes lives there for a fucking weekend and they're done.
1: <laughs> so who knows? Maybe he did have an influence on that. But at this point, this is when he kind of flees, basically, and he wants to do his own thing gets away from his family you know apparently not getting enough attention from them he kind of seeks to find some sort of a job or anything that he can actually get attention in because this guy as you'll find out is just craving attention the whole time and he he'll do anything
0: oh he's a total fucking narcissist you know he he, I, i would assume that he has narcissistic personality disorder some fucking crazy bullshit like that but yeah as chris said he was just constantly searching for fame and validation to to his existence right and <laughs> he went so far as to try out for any fucking garbage reality tv show that was around he went and appeared in pornographic videos and he worked as a stripper and as a fucking escort now i don't know who's paying for this guy but apparently uh people were yeah he had Tried uh quite a few times to make it on TV. Like I said, whether it be reality TV or acting gigs or whatnot. But it never seemed to work out. And he became gradually more insecure, which led to a number of cosmetic surgeries. So, like, when you take a look at this guy, he kind of just looks fake. His whole persona, his personality, his voice, his facial features, everything looks fucking fake. And Creepy, I might
1: add. I'll give him one thing. I mean, he does his homework, and he... Oh, yeah, he's a smart kid. He's a smart kid. Yeah, he he does a lot to basically manifest almost like his own fan base. Like, he creates his own fan base. He had created over 70 Facebook profiles. Could you imagine that? You know how much time that fucking takes? You need a different email
0: and all that shit for each one?
1: Yeah, and the guy was... he, He must have been on the internet nonstop. I mean, he was into modeling and and actually into pornography for a little bit. Well,
0: he even tried out for that fucking uh, reality show that you uh, ended up winning, Cover Guy. (laughs) Am I
1: right, Chris? Fuck off, (laughs) (laughs) asshole. So, you know, he's trying to model for these magazines, he's trying to get onto these shows, and they're all turning him down. They're basically either A, they're just, he's not the guy for the job, or B, they recognize that something's wrong with this kid, and he just keeps getting turned down. So, he decides that if these people are not going to take him, that he can enjoy the spotlight through them, he's going to create his own spotlight. So he starts making all these different accounts, names. Basically, uh, he, he tries to make up a story that he's involved with Carla Homolka.
0: Well, it was a convicted murderer. And one of the more famous ones up in the Great White North. But he created the yeah. whole fucking thing. He, he, made it all, he made it all up.
1: The crazy thing is, not only did he create the idea that he was involved with her, he then comes out publicly to deny it, and he's basically trying to make it sound as if obviously he's being a victim here. So this whole thing is all built up by him, so he can deny it himself, just to, just to build some light on him, like to, to shed some light on him.
0: I mean, just think about how fucking sick that is. I mean, that's beyond narcissism. That's like fucking uh, schizophrenia or some shit, you know? Like, is this guy actually believing this himself? Like, is, is, is his mind able to comprehend that what he's doing is so beyond fucked up?
1: I mean, clearly, he's, he's clearly disturbed on many levels. But, I mean, that's dedication for sure. But to put that much time into trying to build up a story just so you can get the camera on you like that... And it worked, but it, it didn't work well enough for him. He got very little interest after that, so it, it didn't stick. It, he nobody gave a shit. Turn it. Yeah, it's right. like they were just like ah, whatever.
0: It's like who gives a fuck who a murderer is
1: dating, right? So it, he he goes out to, to deny it or whatever, but you know at that point you know no one cares. Like you said, so so he decides that he has to do something different. Then this is really where things start to turn. At this point is when he decides he needs to do something more dramatic, and that is as you mentioned earlier. He starts to do these kitten videos, and he starts with this one with the cats. He puts them inside a bag, and he uses a vacuum to suck the air out so they suffocate. And once this hit the internet, and it was displayed publicly, the internet went crazy, and it started to go after this guy.
0: And that is actually the subject of that Netflix documentary that we talked about. Don't fuck with cats. People love animals, so nobody wants to see them getting fucking hurt, especially when you do something as vile as this guy had done. As he released these videos, he liked it. It's not like he was running from it. He actually craved this attention. I bet the hardest part for him was keeping his identity a secret. Like, I don't think he gave a shit what the fuck he became famous for, just as long as he had received notoriety and fame. As Chris said, you know, you have these videos that he released in which he was torturing and killing these animals he did them in a way where he tried to keep himself from being identified he didn't give much hints as to what was going on in the background i believe he even had the tv playing a russian tv show to throw off anybody who was trying to investigate it see like where this guy might be from so obviously if you're hearing russian voices in the background your first step would probably be to contact the russian authorities right but He threw that big curve. Obviously, he was never in Russia. He was in Canada. But he did that to sort of manipulate and play a game with the people that he knew were going to be looking for him. So we had that fucking video of him torturing those cats with the vacuum cleaner. And and then an even more disturbing one that I had mentioned before was the drowning of the cat. It just makes you fucking mad. Like, I'm getting fucking hot thinking about it. What a fucking little pussy piece of shit.
1: Yeah, this is, uh, you certainly don't want to, like I said, you know, any defenseless animal, that just really brings out the anger. I mean, I, I you have to really be really low or very disturbed to be able to do that without remorse. So, the crazy thing is, he wants all this, this spotlight, right? But why would you put yourself in a position where first he's concealing his identity right because if he knows if his identity is revealed he's going to be persecuted so why would you put yourself in a position where the fame that you're getting is a it's anonymous and b if it be if you reveal yourself you're going to prison he must have just been desperate at this point
0: well that's how sick he is i don't think he gave a shit that he would be wanted or would have to go to prison. I I mean, look, he was already linking himself up with that fucking convicted murderer, Hermoko, whatever the hell her name is. I mean, he obviously didn't give a fuck. He just wanted that spotlight. He was going to do whatever he could to take it. So, like, he was so bad. Like, we said, he was releasing these videos. So once it died down, he couldn't even stand that. Like, so he would probably have gotten away with the fucking first one of killing the kittens, right? They couldn't locate him. So he saw that it died down. He releases another one to bring them back in. So that's what he does. He just constantly wants and craves that attention.
1: When the authorities dive into this case, they they basically, I think one of them made an account himself pawning off as an activist or whatever, trying to get anybody that is willing to help to try to find out who's doing all this. At first, they have no idea where Luca is located, right? So there's an idea that maybe it's Russia or based on on the video that he posted. They don't even know if it's a guy or a girl. They don't know anything yet. So the authorities get a tip-off saying that the vacuum kitten killer that you're looking for is named Luca Magnata. And he was born in Russia, lives in L.A., and has lived in several different Countries.
0: Well, that's the thing. He's still building up his own persona. Coming to the authority and saying, Oh, I, I think it's this guy, Luca Magnata. But you gotta know he's, you know, a world traveler. You know, like, so he's still building up this fake fucking world around him that he wants to exist.
1: You see this with a lot of other killers, too. Like, they don't necessarily want to be caught. They want the fame behind it, right? So they want a billboard with their name saying Luca Magnata Cat Killer. Like, it doesn't matter... It doesn't matter how his name gets there. He just wants the fame.
0: So he gave his name to the authorities. That didn't lead anywhere. So obviously, with all this being said, it still wasn't enough to feed Luca's ego, right? I mean, if that's what you even want to call it. He decides to push things even further. You know, so what's the next obvious level from killing animals? The next step is killing humans. So this sick fuck actually started to promote a video that he was going to be making he started putting shit online roughly a week and a half before the next crime that we talk about happened there's all the evidence that you'll need for premeditation like that's how sick this fucking guy is the crime that we're talking about unfortunately led to the death of one young man named june lin otherwise also known as justin lin who was an international student from uh, wuhan and living in Montreal, just happened to be living in the same vicinity as Luca Magnata. Apparently, Luca had put out an ad in like a Craigslist or like a, a, a friend finder type of fucking thing. Unfortunately, June Lin had answered it. And on May 24th of 2012, June Lin actually met up with Luca Magnata and they returned back to Luca's apartment. This is the last time he was ever seen or heard from again and it took upwards of three days for his friends to go looking for him because his boss, I guess, and he had worked at the local grocery store, deli, whatever they had there, and his boss had become suspicious. Friends went over to check on him, and he couldn't find him, so it was at that point that they had filed a missing person report. This isn't your normal missing person or murder case. This involves a little bit of everything. This video is available online could still find it because I fucking watched it and it's called One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. Oh, pass. Yeah, I would suggest not watching it. And out of respect for June's family and friends, I'm not going to go into the details of the video, but basically ends with uh, Luca having murdered June and dismembering him and actually followed by acts of necrophilia. And I mean, this is just how fucking sick and twisted this motherfucker is.
1: When the people trying to find his cat videos initially, one of the concerns they had was that he was going to resort to kids possibly or humans next, basically. Apparently they were right because he takes it a step further. He even told them that he was going to take it a step further. And the crazy thing is the amount of time that they were trying to hunt this guy down at the time, it was only for killing cats. And when the authorities tried to reach out to these other places in uh, the OSPCA, the uh, mounted police they have a lot of cases to deal with other than someone who's an alleged cat killer they pled with these people trying to tell them that this is way more important you know he he could do something worse in the middle of their investigation he does when you mentioned earlier so there was there was a span of time between the cat killings the first one and the ones after and he even goes out and says that you know next time it's going to involve a human he's not pursued enough and he killed a human this time in a very very sick fashion
0: you know i've seen a lot of shit online that it takes a lot to fucking shock me. I remember when you were actually into that fucking video, which this asshole names his video, is after that two girls, one cup, that you were, like, really into. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and generally, when you see something like this, y- your first thought is, oh, this is fake. You know, nobody could be this sick and, you know, and this twisted, not only to commit the crime, but to, to release it for everybody to fucking see. But... Lo and behold, this one was actually fucking real. So this is actually a real-life fucking, basically, snuff film. So it, it doesn't end with this video. This fucking guy then proceeds to, as we said, dismember the body, but he starts mailing pieces of the corpse to elementary schools throughout Canada, as well as political offices. So you just, just got to imagine a fucking a, a school having a package, opening it up, and then all of a sudden you have a fucking severed foot or a hand or some shit. So immediately all authorities are called. So it wasn't long before police... Put it all together that there was a body part showing up in Vancouver and then there was another one showing up in Montreal. So, I mean, that's across the country. The police are dealing with this and they're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and why are these body parts arriving here and there and all over the place. And they end up getting a break when the maintenance manager of the apartment building in which Luca lived in went to check on the garbage outside on the street and found a fucking torso in a suitcase nearby luckily to his quick thinking he opened this fucking thing up and inside was the torso of june
1: it went from maybe somebody who just didn't get enough attention as a kid who just wanted the spotlight as a model or something and let's just say right let's just say he did get one of those jobs would this have changed him entirely would he would that have satisfied his need to be seen, and then he wouldn't have done these crimes? Like, well,
0: I bet as, as long as the jobs and the fame kept coming in, but I'm assuming once it ran out that he'd be back to resorting to something like this.
1: Yeah, you think eventually it just would yeah. sort have of happened? It's crazy. It's crazy when you think about the timeline of these things and, like, what possibly could have changed or whether or not this person was just a ticking time bomb, like you said, so...
0: I mean, this guy is obviously just a fucking pussy because you know he's going after innocent little kittens and then he had drugged june so he didn't give him a fighting chance drugged him and then tied him up obviously he's just going to be in complete control at that point so once they find the luggage with the torso in it outside of the apartment building, which unfortunately had been sitting there for upwards of three days, so that gave Luca a three-day head start as far as getting away from the fucking uh, authorities. So they went back, and the first thing they did was look over the surveillance footage so on some of the surveillance footage they actually caught luca bringing a number of garbage bags outside to the uh curb and that's how ballsy this fucking guy is just leaving a decapitated body out in the fucking street along with that footage they actually found there's say sharp objects which I'm, I'm i'm assuming would be a fucking knife they found bloody clothes and fortunately they found papers identifying june so it's like he didn't even take it upon himself to you know, remove the identification from June. So, you know, that immediately gave the police the identity of the victim because if they didn't have that, then they would have to put the body and chest the DNA into a fucking database and hopefully have a hit because it was just a torso that was left at the fucking apartment building. Yeah. You know, they found all this evidence, but then when they went to search the apartment, he had emptied most of it out, but there was still blood all over the place. The fucking mattress was covered in blood. There was blood on a table and in the bathtub. So he didn't even bother cleaning that shit up. But then he also left this cryptic fucking message that was re- written on the inside of his closet. So he obviously wanted to be fucking chased, too. So he left the message saying, if you don't like the reflection, don't look in the mirror. I don't care. You know, you read that, it's like, it's obviously that this guy doesn't like himself or whatnot, or he doesn't like what he sees, but it's always coming back to those physical attributes that he's trying to achieve. And that's going back to even those those videos of him on the reality TV show. He wanted pec implants, he wanted bicep implants, fucking asshole implant, whatever. He was just not happy with who he was, and that correlated into him just creating this false reality, which led to the fucking death of this young man. So June's parents were eventually told in the news, I mean, and how heartbreaking must that be to be on the other side of the fucking world and then having to take a flight over to know what you're coming to, you know, your son was there trying to create a better life for himself and his family. And it's all taken away by this piece of shit. But at this point, Luca was on the run. Magnata was missing nowhere to be found.
1: So on May 31st, 2012, Interpol, which is the international police, they issue a red notice for Magnata requested by the Canadian authorities. And so the Interpol, Interpol actually displays him at the top of their homepage on their website. I'd imagine you, you have to be pretty popular to do that. So he's to be arrested pending an extradition back to Canada. And Magnata actually booked a ticket to Paris from Montreal on the 25th uh, using a passport with his own name. <laughs> And then after his arrival in France, they tracked his cell phone to a hotel in Bagnolet. But he had left before police arrived. Um, so he, bo- he boards a, a Euroline bus and heads towards Berlin. And <laughs> Bus? Was that a bus? I don't know what that was. He arrives in Berlin, and he's actually apprehended by Berlin police. At an internet cafe, he was basically found reading news stories about himself so he tries giving fake names before he admitted to finally who he was
0: not to cut you off but i saw the video of the arrest so he's in this fucking internet cafe right and the kid who worked there recognized him and ran out to the fucking police outside it's like i'm always amazed when people are that observant thank god i wasn't working there because this guy would still be on a fucking loose thank god this kid had a, a good head on his shoulders to recognize him and run out and get the fucking cops and that's the point that they came in, started asking him all the questions, he gave the false identity, and then he finally say, all right, fine, you got me. And then was taken out of the fucking store with three or four police behind him.
1: So on June 18, 2012, he's delivered by the Berlin authorities to the Canadian authorities, and he's flown via... Royal Canadian Air Force CC-150 Polaris. So they apparently said that the government needed to transport him. It was necessary due to safety concerns with using a commercial flight and potential legal difficulties if the plane ended up having to be diverted to another country. Um, So he was placed in solitary confinement in uh, Riviera de Paris Detention Center. That sounds like a nice place.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's
1: got the place to himself. After being taken in custody
0: and then going through all the fucking legal... Proceedings and shit and whatnot. Magnata eventually elected to be tried by a judge and jury. So this guy actually wanted a fucking jury trial. So, I mean, what's the point? I mean, the evidence is all laid out right in fucking front of you. When they were going through some of the horrific details in court, apparently Magnata had collapsed. It was too much for him to take. Oh, yeah. Bad. yeah. Uh, too bad for you. But, you know, June's parents are there, and the dad was seen crying quite a few times. I mean, how fucking brutal to put the family through all of this. He... Pleaded not guilty, claiming uh, diminished responsibility due to mental disorders. Some of the testimony from the psychiatrist revealed that he had a borderline personality disorder. Oh, I was right. Narcissistic personality disorder, paranoid schizophrenia, and paraphilia. So, I mean, this guy is just a sick fucking twisted fuck. But luckily, it didn't go the way Magnata had planned. Because remember we said that he was almost advertising this crime upwards of 10 days Prior to committing the murder. So he was already putting out information and and trying to sell the fact that this is going to happen. The judge actually looked at that and said, you know what? Fuck you. This is premeditated. The judge actually said, and I quote, it was purposeful, mindful, ultra organized, and ultimately responsible for his actions. Magnata chose not to testify and he was sentenced to life in prison. But life in prison in Canada does not mean life in prison. It means that you are sentenced to life in prison, but you are eligible for parole after 25 years. So there is a possibility that this guy could see the light of day and be walking around sooner than later. So even after he was found fucking guilty and placed in prison, the authorities' homicides, which took place in the Toronto area between 2010 and 2017, the investigation was dropped due to lack of evidence, but... Who the fuck knows what this guy was actually capable of? Because when you watch those videos of him, dude, I don't know how many you've seen, but I watched quite a few, and there is, like, nothing behind those eyes. It's just, he's fucking soulless. It also comes back down to his early childhood. Was he just neglected and... That flicked a switch inside of his fucking brain, or was it the fact of the hereditary nature of mental disorders? As we said, his father was diagnosed with schizophrenia. So, I mean, it always comes back down to that question of nature versus nurture. So, who the fuck knows? It's probably a little bit of both here. That's it. This was a depressing one. God. A fucking murder. Torturing of kittens. We got to do something a little lighthearted next week. I, I need a break from this shit.
1: Do we ever do anything that's lighthearted?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. You know what? I am feeling energized tonight, and I don't know what it is, Chris, but I am feeling fucking energized, and I'm pretty sure I'm willing to bet on it. Chris, we're getting our first email this week.
1: Oh, yeah?
0: Uh I have a feeling, bud, and I'm going to lay out the information right now. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at btcpod2020 at gmail.com, or you can write us on Facebook at between the cracks podcast and if you really want to get in touch with us you can reach us on instagram at between the cracks podcast so we look forward to
1: hearing from you
0: until (laughs) oh god i don't know i'm fucking delusional. i
1: I don't we don't care if you don't like us we're gonna be (laughs) back
0: we do not care if you do not like us We will be here next week. Try and stop us. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. I've been yawning every, every. I've listened back to these episodes, and I'm yawning every fucking episode. That's all I do with my day is fucking yawn.
1: Northern Ireland to try, Jesus Christ. His name is Chris. He likes to lick it.
0: And it's hard to believe. It. Oh, my fucking god, I can't get it out tonight. Uh, so, basically, <laughs> uh, what, what was I even saying? <laughs>
1: The Copa. all right then I can, yeah, those, I
0: think that came out good, right? We've been featured in that popular magazine, the Northern Ireland top one hundred seventy nine true Crime podcast Weekly. Oh my God, I got it <laughs>
1: <laughs> who who there was a tip off Somebody tipped off. Was it him himself that tipped them off? Uh, I don't know.
0: I, I forgot what fucking part we're on. <laughs> <laughs> Did it die out? No, no, no! It's good, it's good, it's good. Uh, uh, I'll uh,
1: fucking throw this thing across the <laughs> <over>. room.
0: <laughs> you know, so they're trying to put the clues of these. Oh my god, I'm all over the fucking place. What am I even saying? Oh. You wanna know <laughs> like it? That's what you're trying to say. Oh fuck you! But so, <laughs> so. God, fucking kids fighting, so the dog got crazy. All right, uh,
1: what the fuck was I saying?
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) is there anything else? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh. I'm not even fucking stupid. I'm not even fucking (laughs) getting (laughs) into (laughs) it. Um, but and if it could take a little longer for me to spit that out, it'd be great. Ah, dude, this is a mess. Um